0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I honestly believe that in this case, if you're not a prophecy student, if you haven't been listening to the modern prophets, you're probably not going to understand this one. So Danny Coverstone just had a new dream. He's released it December 14th. I call it from today to tribulation to Jesus. This one, in my opinion, is by far the most complicated one. But to the prophecy student, I believe it is speaking volumes. But I'll also say, if they're not a prophecy student, I don't think they're going to get the understanding on this one. If you listen to it on the Internet, you'll see that he has a couple of other people on there interpreting it. I did not even listen to their interpretation. Didn't want to be influenced by it. Instead... I prayed, as you know, I pray every day, Lord, give Leslie and I knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt, give us an excellent spirit, help us to conduct ourselves wisely. That's one of the things that I think it is crucial for a prophecy student to be able to do is to understand the recent voice of the Lord, to understand what God is saying now. Not just in the scriptures, but now. What is he saying now? And to be able to spot that, to recognize that when it's really not him versus when it's him. So let's get to the dream. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I just read through this dream, I don't think you'll get it. As a matter of fact, I had to read it three times, and then I had to go through slowly dissecting it to get the interpretation on it. So there's no sense of just reading through it. I'll go through it step by step, help you to understand but essentially it's talking about what is happening now, what is about to happen, meaning the start of the tribulation, the events in the tribulation right up to the return of Jesus. I think it's very, very powerful. So I'll start by giving you the first the understanding of the first paragraph. And that is this is describing delicate, overblessed Christians that are about to be shocked as the first seal is opened he says i saw cherry blossoms in washington dc i believe that's talking about the overblessed christians all across the land that are so used to being blessed they are not ready mentally emotionally or spiritually for the hard times i saw cherry blossoms in washington dc there was a brilliant sun cutting through the foggy haze early in the morning in other words everything is just fine then There was a bolt of lightning that went across the sky, straight up into the clouds. Here it is. This, I believe, is the opening of the first seal. You remember Revelation 6.1 says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. That's what this is. Then there was a bolt of lightning that went across the sky, straight up into the clouds, with a very loud and long-lasting clap of thunder that ended with a huge rainfall for just a few moments. I believe that that is saying that now and probably into the early days of the tribulation, there's about to be a rainfall of God's spirit. Just like Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my refuge and my strength and my fortress in the day of affliction. Day of affliction is the tribulation. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit, and have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know, meaning this once God is going to pull out his sword. This once God is going to show off, you might say. He's going to show the world his power, what he can do, People have not seen it going all the way back to Adam. This once, I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. That's what is about to happen again. I was told, as the judgment hits, so will the miracles. Let's go on. But the rain stopped just as suddenly. And the sun was out again as if high noon day. There were silver and gold flecks in the clouds and they were glistening like diamonds. This represents those people that turned to Christianity that became diamonds, gold, and silver in the Lord's hand. Now, since the first seal is opened, we don't see the Antichrist immediately. We see him in a little bit. We'll recognize him when he overcomes the other three regional rulers. The cherry blossom, meaning the new salvations, the tender ones, the cherry blossoms, the tender people that just got saved, the cherry blossom leaves began to fall off the trees, slowly at first, and then hand appeared and began to rip them off the trees in clumps. Meaning in the early days of the tribulation, those people that just got saved in the great move of God that is about to start just before the tribulation, in the first days of the tribulation, those cherry blossoms, those new salvations, it'll be wonderful. But the problem is they do not have their feet on solid ground. Their roots aren't deep enough so that when the wind blows, when the rain comes, that their house will not fall. And so some of them begin to start falling away pretty quickly. But then when the Antichrist shows up, he's going to rip them off the trees in clumps. The next one, the next sentence, I'm going to give you the interpretation beforehand. This is all Christians are about to be shaken. Some will remain faithful. The wind, representing the trouble, the wind was blowing them up into the air. Then a tornado funnel appeared picking up all of the leaves in the air and disappeared. That's not the rapture. The leaves then fell back to the ground and covered every inch of the ground. Meaning, the word of God went up, representing by the Christians, but... The leaves fell back to the ground, meaning every square inch of the ground of the whole earth, the gospel went out. And there were Christians, there were believers found all around the globe. But now the bad stuff comes. So the tribulation now started, puts the churches and the Christians in bondage. So let me give you the interpretation again before we read it. Tribulation is dark clouds. Trees represents churches leaves represent Christians, the chains represent bondage or persecution. The air became very dark and gray clouds appeared in the sky. The trees, that's the churches, the trees were leafless and appeared very gnarled and ugly, meaning at this point, due to the persecution, most people had left the churches, probably because they couldn't meet together in the churches anymore. The health of the trees seemed to be in question, but as I got closer to them, I saw the trunk and the limbs of the trees covered in large links of chain, meaning the devil has put chains on the church. And these chains were about the size of boat chains, in other words, very large, and must have weighed hundreds of pounds. The leaves on the ground seemed to be about a foot deep around the trees. So most people at this point have left the church, and I might say most of them probably at this point have already left Jesus as well. This is about to tell you that the demons are going to come and move the bondage to include the state boundaries. I saw a group of men, the demons, marching in a straight line along the National Mall wearing hiking boots and work clothes, or what you would consider to be construction-type clothing. They went each and stood close to a specific tree. So these demons are assigned each to each church. They reached down through the leaves, which were all dead and brown by now, and reached down to the roots of the trees. They grabbed the lowest length of the chain, and they began to pull. As they began to pull the chains, their faces were contorted. Their muscles balled up. It was a lot of work, very intensive. Now the churches accept the difficulty. They accepted these demons. It was as if the tree had grown into the chains because as they pulled the bark and the pulp, they were interlinked between the links of the chain. They were cracking and popping and exploding off of the trees. These men were sweating. They were straining. They began dragging the chains behind them. They were returning back the way they came on the scene. They strained. They kept pulling. Their muscles were physically ripping. It was causing injury to these men as they began to pull these chains. It was slowing them down, but did not stop them from pulling the chains at all. They walked onto a large map of the United States of America, and each man, or each demon, each man laid the chains down on the boundaries of different states. The states were represented by horses and mules and oxen. They were just standing there within the outline of all the interior of all the states. The animals begin to push against the chains like they wanted to back away, meaning the people within the states don't like the fact that they can't travel from state to state. So this is saying the movement from state to state will be restricted or simply not allowed at all. The marching men eventually connected all their chains together and laid them over the geographical boundaries of each state, trapping the animals, the animals representing the people. The animals were trapped and caged by the chains and kicking against them. Some tried to jump over, but they could not. They were trapped there. Now, this is about to say that there's going to be martyrs in every state of the Union. Then a shot was fired into the air, and one of the marching men yelled, This will be heard by the whole world. Suddenly, the air was filled with red, white, and blue lightning. This is probably the souls of many martyrs ascending to heaven. In other words, all of those souls going to heaven all in the same moment. The crack of thunder was very loud. The trees began to bleed from the roots. In other words, martyrs are coming forth. And the blood of that tree, the blood that was coming out from those trees, began to stain the ground under it until it flowed to every state boundary and through every state on the map. Now, this is going to say... The blood of the martyrs gives the church the victory. The chains then coiled back like live snakes until the blood had covered the entire outlay of the state. So it just kind of moved from where the trees were in Washington, and it just moved steadily and slowly on until it covered the ground of the map on the boundary lines. This is about to say a new virus, actually causes these statewide lockdowns. The heads on the chains keep guarding the boundaries and hissing and spitting at everything that got close to them and biting those that got too close. I then saw people who appeared to be bitten, in other words, they got the virus, appear to be bitten, and once they were bitten, these people go to the ground and start having seizures and foaming at the mouth, then die. Some who were bitten prayed on one knee, then rushed at the snake chains with no fear, some were bitten by the chain snakes, but did not go down. Others were bitten and did go down, but did not die. instead returned to praying, but approached the boundary again, even though they were in pain. They kept walking to pass the boundaries, praying as they walked through. They also seemed determined to find other people praying and joined them to pray as a larger block. When they met in larger groups, they would sing, lift their hands, pray, linking arms shoulder to shoulder. They had smiles on their faces with joy. They were appreciative and excited for the work of God. So these are the people that fought against the demons, against the virus, against staying, being locked down within their state. But instead, they spread out to find other Christians. Those Christians linked together to defeat the devil. Finally, this is talking about the overcomers. Now, you remember overcomer, that's the one that overcame by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death, meaning that they had a testimony, they had accepted Jesus, and they were willing to die. doesn't mean that they did die, but they were willing to die for Jesus. That's how strong their faith was. Even though the snake chains were lifting behind them and hissing and whipping, there were more groups crossing state borders to pray and growing. Soon, every state was covered with people praying together. The clouds were still churning with evil, but the people were praying, and they stood their ground praying even louder. The end. I believe that this is talking about the overview from where we are right now. Today we have delicate, over-blessed Christians, and they will be shocked with what happens. I believe that in the near future, we're about to see the last great move of God sweep in those people whose names are in the book of life, but have not come to Jesus. Then on about or someplace in there, there will be the first seal that is opened. And this confirms a long lasting clap of thunder. Then there's a rainfall that's still talking about souls still coming in even after the tribulation has started, even after the first seal is opened. Then the Antichrist appears. Many of the Christians then begin to fall away. First, just a little, but before long, the Antichrist is ripping off those delicate little blossoms off of the trees in handfuls. Then there's a great tribulation. There's attacks on the churches, attacks on the Christians. There's bondage. There's persecution. There's devils coming to tear up the church, tear up the Christians. Finally, it gets so difficult that believers are martyred. Well, of course, we know that. We've been prepared for that. They're martyred. But the blood of the martyrs begins to give strength to the church and helps them to overcome the beast, even in the days of the tribulation. There's martyrs in every state of the Union. The blood of the martyrs gives them the victory. Even though there's a virus that they use to cause statewide lockdowns, and yes, some die, but the believers are protected. The believers then begin to fight against this virus. They have victory over the virus, they have victory over the lockdowns, they have victory over people saying that they can't move state to state. So much so that the believers finally join together with smiles on their faces holding hands, praying, linking arms, shoulder to shoulder, and they have the victory. They stand victorious at about that time Jesus returns. It's an overview from now until the return of Jesus. Let's talk about the elephant in the room for just a moment. Let's talk about the greatest fear that Christians have. I talked about this in my book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. And the biggest fear that Christians have is that they're going to be beheaded. And, of course, the devil knows this. I mean, you watch some of the old westerns where they were hanging people, and that was a pretty gruesome and deadly thing. But even more bloody, I mean, the cutting off the head, I mean, the blood squirting out, all that that's a really big fear of ours. We don't want to have that happen. Well, again, the devil knows that. So, like Dale Carnegie said, the perfect way to conquer worry is to pray. But he also said ask yourself what's the worst thing can happen, accept it, and try to improve on it. In my book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast, I tell this story. Prophecy Club started in 1993, and it wasn't too long after that. One day, my wife asked me to come in and sit down, and we sat down at the kitchen table. Oh, I can remember. I could show you the very place where the chairs were sitting where we sat and I can still remember what the chairs looked like. They were pink with this kind of a, a pink linen that we sat on, and the table was round and white and small. But we sat around the table, and she says, I want to tell you something. You do not own me or the children, and if there's ever a time that you are threatened with us, if there's ever a time when someone comes and say, You have to do this and such or that and such. Are we going to do this and such and that and such to me or the children? I just want you to know that we don't belong to you. We belong to the Lord. God has given us to you for a brief period of time to take care of. But it is not your responsibility to bend and to buckle in order to save our lives. So I want you, if that ever happens, to stand strong. I want you not to bend or buckle. I don't want you to cow down. So we talked about it, and so we decided if that moment comes, the moment when we're standing in the shadow of the guillotine, like Ken Peters said in his dream, he was standing in a line, and there were people walking up and down the line, and they had a clipboard, and they would from time to time say, all you have to do is to deny him. Step out of line. We have clean, dry sheets. We have a shower. We have plenty of food. All you have to do is just deny him. And he said most people would not step out of line. But every once in a while, there would be someone that would just burst into tears and step out of line and run off to take a shower and get on clean clothes and to eat. He says he stood in line and he kept getting closer and closer. And finally, he could see what was going on, though he really already knew. This is, by the way, in the book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. Also, the entire dream he said, I could see that what they were doing is telling people to lay down on this table face up. And then they had these, these two boards that their arms would be laid out on the board. And they had people that they didn't even time down. They just wrapped a rope around there, and had someone just stand there for just a moment because they were going through people so quickly. It was just boom. And then the next person, they drag that body off. The next person lays down in the same blood, let him clean the blood up. Next person lays down, and this big guy with this big long scimitar, that's your Muslim sword, and a big black uh, covering over his face would just cut off the next person's head. When he saw this going on, he just under his breath said, Lord, I I don't want to, to deny you but I am really, really scared. And he says, I was shaking uncontrollably. I was shaking so bad my teeth were shattering. I could barely stand up. I was shaking like I'd never shaked in my life. He said it was a fear I had never experienced before. He said, as I saw these people getting their head cut off, and it was two or three a minute. It was a head cutting off machine. He said, finally, He said, I felt this hand upon my shoulder, and he said, I jerked to see, turned to see who was there, and he said, no one had to tell me that I was looking at the face of Jesus, and Jesus said, don't fear to lose what you cannot keep, to get what you cannot lose. He said, and in that moment, there was like liquid peace, like warm oil poured over me from the top of my head all the way down to my feet instantly the shaking stopped, instantly courage filled my soul, instantly I knew that this was my call, that God was with me, and that this would bring me great blessings. He said all of a sudden the fear was gone, the shaking was gone, and he said some of the people, they had to kind of fight them to get them up on the table. Some of them, they had to throw the ropes around their arms and hold them down momentarily as the big man with the big, long scimitar brought the scimitar down and cut their head off. He said, but me? No, they didn't have to fight me. They didn't have to hold me down. He said, I was going to my Lord and Savior. I'm trying not to get emotional, but I was going to my Lord and Savior. He said, I crawled upon the table. He said, I willingly laid back on the table I willingly laid my hands back. They didn't have to hold them down. He said, and I was looking up. I could see the scimitar sword coming down. And as the scimitar sword hit the front of my neck, the instant, the millisecond it hit, I never felt pain. I never felt it. Not once I never felt it. He said, instantly, I was gone. I was out of my body. I never felt any pain. And you know, that's what they say. They call it the martyr's blessing. If you read in the Fox's book of martyrs, it tells about people that were burned at the stake. Their hands were tied behind them. They lit the fire under them. The fire was coming up, but they acted like they had no pain. As the fire burned off the ropes off of their hands, they would lift their hands, praising the Lord. They felt no pain. Today, brothers and sisters, I think we all need to be prepared. We all need to be prepared to be that overcomer, to have our feet upon the rock, our roots so deep so that when the wind blows, when the rain comes, we are not going to fall. We need to be prepared to fight every moment from now to the return of Jesus. I can tell you the motto is hold the fort, toe the line and fight, fight, fight. The world of ease that we have known, the blessings that we have known in our nation in the past, consider them gone. Consider that world gone. This is the new world. This is the new world order we're coming into, a world where they will probably and hopefully if Trump can win, if we can just pray him into the White House, we will have a few more years of good times. If Biden gets in, we won't have a few more years. It'll come on us pretty hard, pretty fast. But as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, it'll all be okay. And even if some tough times come, we're going to hold the fort. We're going to toe the line. We're going to fight, fight, fight. understand that we are building a greater eternity for those around us and for ourselves. This is not our home. We're just passing through. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our focus on Jesus, and then he will make it all okay. There's one more thing. I think the time to make up our mind that we're not going to bend, we're not going to buckle, we're not going to take the mark of the beast or the vaccine, or we're not going to step out of line that we are willing to give our life, the time to make that decision is not when we're in the shadow of the guillotine. It's not when we're in line. The time to make that decision is right now. We've already made that decision. We've already set that in our heart before we ever reach the point to where we have to play that decision. We've already made the decision that we're going to hold a fort. We're going to toe the line. We're going to fight, fight, fight. We are not going to take the mark or the vaccine, and we are not going to bend the knee to the devil, his image, his mark, or the number of his name. We are not. We are not. We are not, not, not. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry. Prophecyclub.com We only have four Imperial Berkeys left. If you want them, call 785-266-1112 as they're about to go quickly. This one holds up to six filters. 785-266-1112, Imperial Berkey Water Filters. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them Miss the Mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of ten, one for twenty, ten for thirty, and twenty for fifty at ProphecyClub.com. Over the past thirty two years, I've collected the best hundred and one prophecies from Demetri Dudeman, Michael Balday, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know, being you're about to be a tribulation saint, and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for twenty, ten for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. In How Pre-Trib One, I expose the dirty little secrets pastors don't want you to know, which is why sometimes they can't preach the truth, especially about the rapture. Then, using the secret door, I explain the truth about the rapture and rebut. Then, I rebut 25 claims pre-tribbers use to prove pre-trib. You'll finally know the truth about the rapture. We offer it in shrink-wrap sets of 10. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50 at ProphecyClub.com. That's ProphecyClub.com. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solder flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPshield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPshield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPSHIELD.com EMPSHIELD.com Click like, share, and subscribe.